Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Welcome to Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal discussion about our beloved series, Star Trek. You are listening to a previously recorded conversation. Starfleet Boy here. <laughs> Actually, Starfleet Boy is not interrupted in any way for you listeners out there because we're ahead. These are previously recorded, so uh, but there has been a small hiatus of a few weeks, um, and I'm very happy to be joined once again by my esteemed colleague, the Doctor. Hello, Doctor. Greetings. Greetings from Starfleet Headquarters. Notice anything? Oh, you've got. You've got two <laughs> emblems on you. Look at that. I you're am, a red shirt. Does that mean you're going to die at the end of this episode? No, but this is just in honor of red shirts everywhere. And by the way, this is the engineering division. Uh, uh, many engineers badge. have died on the original Star Trek. <laughs> there's different, there's red shirts in all categories. Yes. So. Yes. Wow. Many, I'm going to have to look out for shirt. you, man. <clears throat> We've also got a nice little. Upgrade to the oh, look at that. Uh, insignia. Look at that. This is the later, the later updated, next generation. Are we era. All the, I, I feel like I have to wear a cap now. <laughs> oh, what is going on over there? Can I say something, Doctor? Oh, Doctor Who. <laughs> Well, the audience can't see it unless you say something while oh, you're Oh, it's that. my Doctor Who cap right here. That's the good so we're, logo. We're wearing caps today. Yeah, we're wearing caps. Your hair looks good, though. Thank you. And, um, Doctor, we're Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and a mug. Look at this. All I have is, is, a, is a Zephyr... Is every whole... I, <clears throat> I am the Starfleet boy. I have to, have to look the phone. Ah, right. you beat me. You beat me. I'll be ready <laughs> next time. So... <laughs> Today we're having a casual and informal discussion about the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, A Matter of Honor. Um, this is a uh, this is an episode where, well, I'll just, we, you don't remember it, so I'll jump into the Yeah, summary, I'm right? going to have to do this one. <laughs> All right, so um, I guess there's a, a, Star Tra- a Starfleet exchange program um, where officers from other assignments uh will exchange um you know will will come aboard a ship or a space station or whatever and experience life uh aboard a different command so we start out with uh you know uh, a really cool kind of um scene where we meet another benzite uh this one's not i can't remember his name darn it <laughs> my memory is, is it benzor 
<laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's like Morgoth, which I know is not his real name because Morgoth is the the big bad from uh, Lord of the Rings and the Silmarillion. But um, well, Wesley seems <laughs> to imply that they all look the same. Yes, and he, uh, the Benzite uh, officer, agreed with that assessment. He's, he said, I, you know, we're probably from some similar colony, so we, of course we look alike. And then Wesley asks, how do you tell each other apart? And he says, well, we just do. You know, Benzites can just do it. Uh, so we meet these. Uh, that's the only character, really, that we meet. Um, we do see other uh, exchange uh, officers come aboard, but... Uh, there's no, we don't see them again, and we don't care about them. It's just the Benzite that we care about. And then Captain Picard and Commander Riker are having a really cool gun kata session. Oh, sorry, <laughs> phaser kata. It's phaser kata session. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, Captain Picard and he are talking, and uh, you know they're talking about uh, the possibility of a exchange on board a Klingon vessel, and Riker is very eager to do this, so he gets ready by, uh, what does he do? He eats all kinds of disgusting <laughs> Klingon food, um, and then goes aboard and wins over the respect of the captain by following what must be Klingon protocol and basically humiliating his first officer, or his second in command, I should say, um, and putting him in his place because he questioned Commander Record's honor. Uh, and then there's just a lot of fun kind of Klingon human relations stuff. And then we have um, <clears throat> basically uh, the Enterprise. <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm it's, looking for the appropriate figures for this episode. Put mute on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, do you hear that? <laughs> Yeah, of course. It's like clank, clank, oh, clank. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, anyways, going back to the summary. <laughs> you're in rare form, Doctor. Thank you. <laughs> so going back to the summary, um, both the Enterprise and the Klingon ship contract some kind of um, skin uh, disease, uh, which is uh, like a flesh-eating bacteria for ships. And... Um, <clears throat> Soon as the crew of the Enterprise become aware of this, which they become aware of this in a in a in a rather late manner, and so it causes a few problems, uh, which we'll discuss in detail. But anyways, well, as soon as they become aware of this, Captain Picard, uh, you know, sets course to intercept the Klingon ship to let them know. But on the Klingon ship, uh, the captain uh, of the Klingon ship has been. Um, doing too, man, too much uh, drinking or something because he's extremely paranoid and thinks that this is a plot by the Federation, even though they're supposed to be allies, or by Starfleet, even though they're supposed to be allies. And um, it's very interesting. Is that Commander Riker? Yes, it is. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> so they discover that it's a... Um, <laughs> so he thinks it's a plot. You're distracting me <laughs> so much. I'm easily distracted, but today I'm more distracted than usual. <laughs> By the way, I, I'm gonna you know break protocol here. First of all, I'm glad you got the headphones. That's I found awesome. headphones. Yes, it's very cool. Uh, and thank you for bearing with me with all my technical mumbo jumbo that I make you go through. And uh, it's nice to see you. It's been a while, man. Yes, thank you. <laughs> It's nice to be back. Back from feeling? the other side. We all know that our 
beloved doctor had a wee bout. Uh, a wee bout of shore leave. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Not shore leave. It no, wasn't your yes, fault. no. It wasn't your fault, doctor. It's, no, no, no. Yes, yes. The Bell's but, palsy <laughs> is, is gone, thank you. It, yeah, you look uh, and sound like your old self, and we're very happy to, thank you. to, to have that. All right, going back to the episode. So the, the drunken... Uh, saturated with uh, Klingon blood wine, Captain thinks that it's a. <laughs> Here, let me let me crumple paper when you talk. <laughs> the, the paper. Oh, say something. Here is the yeah. the what, what what did you just call the commander? Blood wine, drunk, blood drunk wine un- soaked. <laughs> He was very drunk. I mean, I don't think he was in in his right mind, but that's just how Klingon ships roll, maybe. I have things to say about that in a moment. (laughs) So he decides he's going to attack the Enterprise, and in in an earlier scene, uh, Worf gives Commander Riker a little beam-out device, and so Commander Riker cleverly tricks the captain... Uh, beams him off the Klingon cruiser, the uh, I'm sorry, not the cruiser, but the war, uh, bird of prey, and he takes command of the Klingon vessel and orders the Enterprise to surrender, which is the proper thing to do. Captain Picard sees this play of honor and uh, goes along with it to <laughs> to go ahead and um, um, move things forward. And uh, well, they uh, they repair the. Uh, the uh, skin disease on the hulls of the sh- various ships, and uh, Bob's your uncle, it's over. Bob's your uncle. So that was the basic... No, that's it. Very, that is the plot. Very of the, yes. <laughs> that was That was it. You, you encapsulated it very well, sir. You summarized it well, because uh, there's not much to this episode, really. You, no, you covered a, all the points. So I never really liked this episode until I liked it a little bit more this time around. Did you? Um, yeah, I think I think some of the things that were really like um, annoying to me as a kid was you know like I I just thought of Klingons as bullies. <laughs> I, I associated them they with are. like bullies and and brutes. You know, Stay and hard. and at the time, I don't think I gave this uh, episode the attention that it it deserved because to me it was just kind of annoying. I, there was this Benzite crew member that was annoying, and then there he was, was this very captain. annoying. Yeah, and then there was this captain who's very irrational on the Klingon ship that was really annoying, and so I just remember not being really pleased and you know tuning out probably or whatever. But I gave, excuse me, I gave it the full Starfleet boy attention. Um, and I found some things to uh, to like about it. Um, like what? I per- well, I particularly like uh, we do see <clears throat> the 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 phaser kata scene for that example. That is cool, which we see later was, on in other episodes, do we not? Yeah, and I had completely forgotten about that, and uh, now I'm like, oh, you know that that was a neat little just uh, life aboard the Enterprise. <laughs> Yes, it was. You know, like, it was. So you wonder, you know, of course these people are skilled, but they practice. They practice at, at what to. they're doing. Just You have to. So now you know why uh, Riker's such a crack shot. And he is, mind you. He shows off quite a bit on that. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I really liked was um, 
this this episode gave us a hint of like kind of like you know there there was more of the life aboard a starship thing going on in this episode, um, which we get a lot of later on. But like Data's in command, for example, um, you know you have these like interns basically <laughs> you know it's like you have these like exchange students if you will yeah um, yeah you know on board the ship and um yeah so i thought that was kind of a cool thing this time around because i've been involved in situations like that since and i i felt more empathy for the characters uh knowing what it's like to be in a strange environment or to you know to help out in an environment that's not yours uh when i worked for a very successful large uh computer retail um group which you know is no secret. <laughs> i don't know i <laughs> i worked for apple for many years did you i yeah i did you know it's a very starfleet situation by the way apple <laughs> just just gonna so. go throw, throw that out there but um <clears throat> well perhaps cardassian but well okay Oh no! Excuse it. Excuse me. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> PCs are Cardassian. They look Cardassian. The the interface. Anyways, the L cars is definitely more of an OS ten type of deal. Um, speaking of L cars, <laughs> not that I'm. I don't know why I feel like mentioning this, but here's a coaster. <laughs> Oh my that gosh! Where did that you I'm using, get that? That I'm using with my coffee mug. Oh my gosh! Look at this. Yeah. So a little shout out to the EMP Museum here in Seattle, which is doing a celebration exhibit of Star Trek. No way. Pop- yeah, it's going to go on through the end of the year, and there is tons of Star Trek swag. What are they the- doing? <laughs> what do you see at the museum? Uh, just a lot of cool things, like you know, uniforms and like really? sets and things like that. I actually have to go back or, or I think I'm waiting on a picture of me sitting in the uh, original oh series captain's gosh. chair. Did you, and yeah, how come a, I haven't seen pictures of this online? Go look up EMP Star Trek. Star no, Trek but your pictures, it. didn't you take pictures? No, I did not take. So it's really dark in there. And, oh, uh, come on. And they don't, they don't, they don't like you... flash photography. They don't like flash photography. And yeah. <sighs> Anyways, the, uh, the thing, the thing is, is that, you know, the exhibit's cool and everything, but all this really amazing Star Trek stuff in one location is also very cool. Oh, oh. no, people are going to realize I didn't make my my bed. Oh. No oh, one cares, Balda. really. Oh, Balda. No one cares. Oh, Balda. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> well, anyways. Get back the to the museum. Can... That's what people care about. <laughs> So what what which uniforms are on display at this museum? I'm sorry to take it completely away from the from the well, well, from the episode, but we should we should have another another EMP. I'll, I'll download you on the EMP because I want to kind of get ready. I want to get to the next episode. Okay. Maybe we can, you know because I know you're excited and I'm excited about the next episode too. Okay. We're just gonna get through a matter. It's a matter of honor to get through. Oh, okay. So are we done with this episode? Can we go? No, the, no, no, no. no. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't. Oh know my gosh. Okay, uh, <clears throat> what was that? I don't know. It, it's not relevant. Oh, oh. Here is something that is relevant, though. It's a little. I couldn't help myself. I had to get the fiftieth oh, anniversary. Behave. Look at that. Fiftieth <laughs> yeah, anniversary. Yeah, a little. Oh. Pin. Says Starfleet Academy. 
Oh, and then it has wow. the uh, the uh, Trek insignia with uh, 50 on it. So. Wow. Yeah, I'll send you a little list, of some photos, Doctor, if you want me to go yes. buy any buy any swag and ship it to wow, to Deep cool. Space Nine all the way out to, to ship it where you are. I understand you guys are having weather disturbances like in Star Trek Four well, out there. Well, right now we're all clear, but uh, dark clouds are looming. Very interesting. Yeah. Well... <clears throat> You know, the probe will soon be thwarted by Captain Kirk. <laughs> we're, we're awaiting his arrival. <laughs> um, I like that. I liked it. So going back to the episode, this is oh, right, very distracted. Episode. We're very distracted today on Starfleet Boy. Um, I really liked uh, the uh, life aboard a Klingon vessel, too. There was that really fun uh, dinner sequence where uh, Riker's eating... Um, with the crew, and they're kind of uh, teasing him, and the uh, the women are are, uh, are <laughs> you know basically harassing him a little bit. <laughs> it's like kind of a fun moment, and Riker handles it very smoothly as uh, as he is apt to do. Um, but I don't know if I really I don't know if I really. Um, if like Riker, you know, Riker seems to understand Klingons. I'm still not sure I understand Klingons after this episode. It's just sounds like a crazy ship with this like lunatic captain that yeah. uh, you constantly have to massage his ego or knock him out cold, just yeah, like you know necessary. when he's not not behaving when it's necessary. So, um, Worf describes in an earlier scene that um, pretty much if a captain isn't fit to captain anymore you take him out you take him out that's it that's the he has to die with honor (laughs) right well you know what's curious is and unfortunately i'm not fully prepared for this episode because one of the things i wanted to have was i don't know if you've seen this but um uh have you seen the 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 haze this is the one of the enterprise the manual it looks like the car manuals that you get at uh but they have one for the Bird of Prey, which came out recently. And uh, I checked it out from, the, from my local uh, public library. And it actually goes into, into great detail about the workings of a Bird of Prey, including the crew and whatnot. And something that I, that I read that was very interesting, and this is, of course, very recent. This is, it was published uh, as late as uh, uh, last year. Um, you know the federate you know federation uh starfleet ships are governed by you know certain rules and regulations so when you go from ship to ship you obviously have an easy transition you know you don't have uh you know completely different culture on each ship you know there's the captain you know there's certain duties duh, et cetera et cetera et cetera and an and an openness like and an openness uh, on, correct you know where you can kind of get away with more on a starfleet ship however on a klingon ship it's very different, according to this book, and I wish I had it with me so I can quote from it. But the, uh, the general idea is that uh, each ship is, uh, pretty much each captain is his own uh, king, and he has his little mini kingdom uh, on board that ship. And uh, each bird of prey is actually, you can almost look at it as being custom. Uh, even though oh. the bird of prey, they, they have uh, the same 
um, the same parts that they, re, you know, the, the same uh, molds for the parts, everything inside is custom made to however the uh, the house Commander. actually. Oh, the wow. house commissions uh, the, the birds of prey. Um, so that's why on Star Trek you see so many different style bridges on a bird of prey, even though, um, you know, you would think they'd all be standard. In fact, the, none of, there is no standard for a bird of prey outside of the exterior. The interior is always just whatever is, is, is the, you know, whatever the cap, the commander wants. And likewise, uh, the rules on board the ship are, uh, you know, they they don't really pledge allegiance to a central command. You're you're you pledge allegiance first to your house, and then that house pledges allegiance to the the Klingon fleet. But, we are Klingon, right? So if you'll under, <laughs> if you see in the episode, one of the main objections I had to the episode was the fact that it seemed like this Klingon was suddenly going to turn on the Enterprise. And I'm thinking, but wait a minute, they're allies. Like, this makes absolutely no sense. Why would he do this? Why would he threaten the Klingon Federation he, uh, he alliance? Was drunk. He was drunk out of his mind. <laughs> he was so inebriated and soaked, soaked in blood wine. Klingons can hold their liquor, <laughs> sir. No, th- uh, but that's why we know this This captain's on the out. <laughs> he, he can no longer hold... A substantial um, saturation level of uh, blood wine. He's just completely... He's having visions of Kalos. <laughs> Kalos is... Kalos is speaking to him. <laughs> Destroy the Federation vessel! Um... <laughs> I mean, the Starfleet vessel. Because, actually, I did like... Uh, there's a scene where um, the Klingon captain does refer to the Federation as a different entity than Starfleet. Um... And oh, I think that, I didn't yeah, that. so it, it, the implication to me was that the Klingons definitely honor their agreement, uh, you know, as a Federation world and, and believe themselves to be a part of the Federation. But they disagree maybe with some of the things that Starfleet um, espouses. But the Klingons are not part of the Federation. The Klingons are an ally slash... I mean, they're basically a part of the Federation. I mean, Wait they've kind of got a like minute. a are they crazy? I think they're like Federation. I don't think like, so. I think the Empire is is still, its own entity. Because I do, otherwise, I, on deep deep space nine, remember the Klingons declared war on the Federation. Remember? So so maybe I guess what I mean to say is that like they honor their agreement with the Federation, but not necessarily. They they don't necessarily like Starfleet, right? Yeah. So I mean, I'm not sure. I always just assumed that by this time the Klingons had joined fe- the Federation, but that's an assumption. You're right. Right. No, I, 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 I don't think they're still sure. their own entity. <laughs> they have their own empire. Um, we'll, we'll need to find this out. I think it's important for later on because there's going to be a lot more. Just like uh, the neutral zone brought the Romulans back, I feel like Worf's presence aboard the Enterprise uh, has invited a lot of Klingon, you know, stories. And this is just the beginning. There's going to be a lot of cool, really cool uh, Klingon stories coming up ahead uh, pretty soon. Well, um, you know, your characterization of the captain as this, you know, drunk captain and all this stuff. You know, they 
they do kind of come off as drunk pirates in this episode, and um, as fun as that is, I, I think that uh, this episode is an indic- uh, you know it shows I guess the lack of subtlety that uh, Klingons had at this point in the in Star Trek. I think uh, you know later on with more warf centric episodes, and certainly after Deep Space Nine and all that. You, you had a little more subtlety, a little more nuance to the Klingon character, uh, the Klingon culture. And I think uh, in this episode, it just seemed like we were still working from this uh, almost... And I don't think Star Trek V had come out yet, but it was like this Star Trek V mold of Klingon. You know, they're just kind of... Uh, like you characterize them, uh, bullies. They were just drunk. They're, yeah. But also this crew in particular might not be, you know, they might just like the Enterprise, you know, the Enterprise is definitely like the flagship of, uh, you know, the flagship starship of Starfleet and the Federation. So there's definitely a lot of assignments out there that are kind of probably boring. Maybe these are Klingons that are on a survey mission or like maybe they're looking for new uh, planets to mine and they're just like they're sick of it. You know, they're like, where's the honor in this? You know, and so, you know, there's a lot more drinking and things like that. Um, A note on the remastering. So I did notice Uh for some reason I've been we've been watching season two and it wasn't but something different. Maybe my bandwidth was better and I got a a cleaner download. Um, But I thought the color toning and the grading uh, in particular stood out in this episode. I I noticed um, skin tones and things like that. And the colors were very rich and clean looking. Yes, I agree. Um, and then I also noticed that the I did notice that this is perhaps a not so great thing. The Klingon bird of prey in some scenes looked amazing, but in other scenes it did look a little not so amazing. And in particular, there's a scene where um, at the end this happens a couple times, but once when the Klingon bird of prey is leaving, I noticed that the um, unlike on the Enterprise where the uh, you know the nacelles and the uh, impulse engines just kind of steadily glow. On a on a bird of prey, you're supposed to get a pulse, like a pulsation. Yes. Because uh, it's an ac- it might be an actual flame <laughs> of some kind of plasma <laughs> flame or something like that. <laughs> it's like the pinto of uh, of spacecraft, um, <clears throat> space vessels. Anyways, so that was just solid, and so uh, you know not. <laughs> well, again, I go to. What uh, the manual was saying, which every every uh, bird of prey is custom, and you you actually have no standard guidelines for even engineering. Uh, oh. Some Klingon houses emphasize um, firepower over safe engines. You know, like okay, oh. we'll make more room for disruptors because they use disruptors as opposed to the Federation's phasers or Starfleet's phasers. And, uh, you know, we want more disruptor power. We want more room for photon torpedoes. Screw the engines. Screw the shielding on the, uh, on the engine rooms. And, and actually, the book states that the only class of, of Klingon that can actually uh, 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 challenge a warrior is the engineering class because often wow. the engineering class is in constant conflict with the warrior class <laughs> because the warriors just want more you know, 
more power, more power. <laughs> and the engineers are like, wait a minute, this ship's going to explode. We can't do that. So it's really fascinating. Yeah. Well, we get a, and we get a glimpse of that. Um, uh, the captain of the Klingon vessel sends Riker away in, in that one moment to go check with the engineering uh-huh. department. Yeah. We don't actually see the engineering department. That would have been amazing. Um, but it's cool. Um, I do like the kind of the other thing I liked about this episode was like the little bit of a tender moment between uh, Worf and uh, and uh, Commander Riker when he first gives uh, Commander Riker the the beam out you know device uh, you know Commander Riker challenges him a little and says uh, what is this a little sentiment and he's like no I'm just being uh, thorough or something <laughs> like that you know that was a nice that was, that was nice that was a nice touch. It was. Um, <clears throat> what did you think of the other plot, the whole Benzite and Wesley? Boring. and <laughs> Very boring. And um, I, I don't know. And I, I think the use of the Benzite was sort of, you know, the, the Benzite didn't impress much. I forget what the name of the other one was in the coming of age episode. So... I don't know. It just seemed like maybe, you know, they needed an alien. They said, well, let's reuse this makeup. And <laughs> and, the, uh, and I think the actor, too. It's the same actually. actor. Yeah. He's just sort of, oh, no, of course it's not so-and-so. I'm a, I'm a different one. I don't know. I didn't really, it wasn't that interesting to me. Um, but I guess you needed something to balance the um, um, the, sub, the, the, plot, the main plot with, with Riker. Uh, although really, it would have been interesting to have just had Riker on the. You just had the whole episode with Riker on, on board the Klingon ship and never see the Enterprise. Uh, like you know, it would have been interesting if we had just never seen the from the Enterprise's perspective what was going on. So in the episode, you only saw the you know you only had what Riker was supposing, which was correct, and the Klingon point of view. And you as the viewer would have had to sort of like well. But Riker's right, right? Right? You know, like... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we were kind of deprived of that suspense. Um, I mean, if you can call it suspense, because obviously what the Klingon was proposing is just absolutely wacky. Uh, I mean, why would the... Inter- I mean, it's just... It, the Klingon commander was just absolutely deranged. I'm sorry. He was addled. His mind was, was addled. Just it was completely... He was just, but, I mean, again, this is cool because that's something I guess Klingons have to deal with. Like, yeah, it's, like it's a Klingon problem. It's, <laughs> it's a Klingon not, problem. Yes, yeah, it is. It really so, is. Uh, so just so that we're... Um, good and proper here on Starfleet Boy. Uh, the uh, the um, Benzite character's name is um, Ensign Mendon. Oh, yes. And he was played by John Putch. Yes, very good. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> the captain of the Klingon vessel, who I've not been naming because I could, couldn't remember him either, was Cargan. Captain Cargan or Kurgan. It should yes. be Kurgan. They should just have called him Kur- Kur- the Kurgan. The Kurgan. There can be only, only one. one. I was having a discussion uh, with a with a friend of mine who, uh, you know, thought that there was something else that they said in Highlander other than there can be only one. But I think there's only there can be only one, right? Yeah. What else okay. do they say? No, I don't know. I don't know. You mean before like they take their head? Yeah, I think that's the only thing they say. Yeah. No, that's it. There can be only one. 
There should be a Highlander Star Trek crossover, and it is possible because you know that there are Highland <laughs> there there are immortals. <laughs> For the record, I wrote a Predator Star Trek. No, I'm sorry, a Predator Highlander fanfic. Oh, long long time ago. Was the uh, Predator alien an immortal? You read it. Uh, remember? I can't remember. My my brain's been addled by blood wine. <laughs> it wasn't a very good story, so I won't I won't I won't talk about it. You won't remind me about I it. Won't remind well, me. that's cool. I remember that it was probably a good story, and you, I just don't remember it because I have a very bad memory. And the second officer who I really enjoyed uh, as a character was uh, was uh, Clag or Clag, and I thought he was a great. Uh, character because he's kind of like Riker's Riker's window or you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> way into Klingon society you know and and there was that really nice moment too where um I, you know he's kind of ashamed of his father who uh, was dishonored oh, yeah. yeah he was dishonored he was captured by the Romulans a cool reference to you know some trouble with the Romulans there. Um, so his father was captured by the Romulans and he, um, he, he's now, I guess, injured or lame in some way. Um, and so he's just waiting, uh, waiting for death, uh, and not, not out there, uh, you know, fighting the good Klingon fight. And so, uh, Clagg thinks that that's very dishonorable and Riker's just a little appalled by that. He's like, but it's your father, you know? And mm-hmm. he, and then the other Klingon officer, um, says, well, we don't, we wouldn't even know, you know, we, he's like, our emotions are different and it's true. Um, we wouldn't even know how to begin to understand humans and, and how they feel toward other humans. And then Riker kind of says, well, yesterday I didn't know how to eat, um, gawk. This gawk. <laughs> so <clears throat> I could just see like somewhere later on. Um, I guess, uh, you know, outside of that, the only other cool thing is just Klingon bird of prey. <laughs> the Klingon bird of prey. Yeah. The, the bird of prey was awesome. Um, have we seen the updated Klingon battle cruiser design yet? Has that, not on the next generation. No, not yet. Okay. Oh, wait a um, minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no. Because we did see the Klingons in that other episode with the three Klingons. Remember? Right, but they were not on their ship. But they, they were, were not, not on, on. No, but they remember the ship that comes at the end to collect them. Uh, and then yeah. they're told was that, that they're D- dead. Was I that think, a D7? I think that was a D7. It was the older ship. It wasn't the new one. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen and the new one it, yet. The new one's called what? The Kata. Katar or something, yeah. Katang, Katanga, Katang, Katanga, Katanga. I'm not up on my Klingon pronunciation. <laughs> I wish I had that book. That book is so cool. I'll have it for the next yeah. episode. <laughs> um, while we're speaking of books, of course, I'll I'll uh, include something from our favorite tome here, the Star Trek Next Generation Companion. And uh, basically, the only thing worth noting is that um, this... Uh, the Vorcha class attack cruiser. Oh, okay. Which isn't... Basically, it's just like a next-gen update to the D7. It's pretty cool. I like it. It looks like... looks menacing. 
This was the highest rated episode of Star Trek The Next Generation uh, up to this point. Oh. Well, I'm not surprised. Uh, everyone loves Klingons. Everybody loves Klingons. Yes. That's right. That's right. Why do you think that? I'm curious what your thoughts on that are. What, what's, uh, what is it about Klingons that, that makes them so fascinating and, and, and really just lovable? I mean, uh, you see, uh, since, since I was a little kid, anytime, I don't think it was even called cosplaying at the time, but whatever, you know, dressing up for conventions, like there's a vast majority of people that dress up like Klingons. Because they're drunk pirates. <laughs> I mean, you know, or, or drunk Vikings. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of Viking, Viking yeah. type, yeah, type stuff. Yeah, happening. You're exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, you get to you know, sort of. And who doesn't love a Viking? It's true. Exactly. I mean, it's it's very, uh, you know, un PC. You know, you uh, you drink and you sing songs of battle and you. You know, you're you're lusty and you're you're punchy and you know it's it's uh it's everything that Starfleet is not. <laughs> I think I think another cool thing that this episode kind of brings to light is that in space there's room for everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or one should say there is space for everything. <laughs> there is space for everything. Um, which is true. why we need to venture out into the stars. I think that, um, you know, Absolutely. different ideologies and different uh, ways of living, there's more space in outer space to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Who knows what humans will become that, that colonize Mars, you know. And beyond. The, and beyond. It would be very fascinating. It's a very, ni- a very interesting thing to uh, have thought thoughts about thought experiments about but uh but it would be really neat to uh to somehow travel into the future 200 years and and see what's going on um i would also say that you know on the popularity of the klingons is you know the the costumes the costumes are really cool you know the, oh yeah uh, it's the, they're the, wearing what's yeah. what's what approximates medieval armor basically right, right? exactly it's cool um you know, they have, uh, there's a lot of appeal to the Klingons, and also um, they were, pro- it's probably the best example of a uh, of a science fiction updating that I've seen on an alien race, because I mean, obviously the original Klingons didn't look like this. Uh, they look like this after the movies, and um, and you know, I can't think of another example of, of, a, of, a, of an updating that was just so, so good, dramatic. so dramatic. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, in Doctor Who, you know, there's people that argue, well, you know, the Silurians don't look as good as they used to or the Centaurians or whatever. But the Klingons, you know, they really... Wait, excuse me, there, there are people that say that the Silurians look better in classic Doctor Who. I like Doctor the Silurians with the third <laughs> eye up here. Yes, oh, I'm shit. one of those. Yes. <laughs> oh and, and the way they talk like this. Yeah. Wow. I like the and old Silurians. So, the new wow. Silurians just look like uh, something out of Babylon 5. Yeah. They're like the coolest fucking things ever. You're the new fucking nuts, like. man. But Doctor, <laughs> we don't discuss Doctor Who on this. We discuss Star Trek. We, we, we skirt on it. We skirt on it, but that's another show. <laughs> but I, I think I think the Klingons just you know they really have a cool look to them and and the bird of prey is I mean is there a better looking ship 
I mean, the bird of prey it, is cool, man. It, it's medicine. It is pretty cool, and it's 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 my it's my father's favorite <laughs> ship. Is he, it? Yeah, he really loved. A little shout out to my dad who who uh, introduced me to Star Trek. My father, just is, as my uh, father did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. My father is responsible for uh, ushering me into this universe at a very young age. We used to watch uh, Star Trek. The original series, it was syndicated and, and rerunning. And so I remember one of the treats I got as a kid was to sit down with my dad. My mom wasn't particularly interested, but I got to sit down with my dad and watch Star Trek, the original series. And he used to love watching me get scared. If uh, I think he really enjoyed if I got scared at the, at the aliens. What was there to be scared of in the original? The Horta, maybe? Yeah. You know, when you're a kid, uh, there's a lot of things that scare. I mean, I, this is like, you know, like me at five or six years old, you know, like I, I have a mm-hmm. really strong kind of maybe not memories, but um, I'm told that, you know, I, I have like that I was very like into it. And and I, I kind of remember being scared of some of the things and like I'd be like, Dad, Dad, what's happening? And he'd like laugh, you know, of course. Cause <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so a little little shout out to my dad. And even though these episodes are recorded since we're talking about family and Star Trek The Next Generation, definitely later on will include a lot of family. So Starfleet Boy is going to do it right now. Um, today's my mom's birthday. When this episode airs, though, it will not be my mom's birthday. So happy oh, birthday. Oh, today's your mom's birthday? <laughs> today's my mom's birthday, yeah. August, happy uh, birthday to your mom. Yeah. Oh, my happy gosh. Happy birthday to my mother. And also to a young young lady who uh her name is azure whose birthday party i'll be going to later today um who lives here in seattle who is one of my wards or charges i should say uh <laughs> it's also her birthday today hopefully she'll get into star trek my first attempts were not very successful oh kids today not feeling the star trek no i gotta figure it out i gotta figure it out <laughs> oh. how old is she she's nine Really? Hmm. Yeah. No, we, I'll I'll get her way in. There's a I I have a feeling it might be with Voyager. What's that? I oh, know, that's I that probe a... that NASA sent out, right? <laughs> and then it shows up in Star Trek One. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so let's. Uh, do you have any more questions or observations about this episode? Um. No, I mean, uh, I thought, I mean, obviously it's, oh, I believe it's the, uh, um, I just read it. I think it was the first time we had O'Brien's last name oh, mentioned did the they, show. Were they just calling him Chief? Yes. That's so funny. But he actually got, uh, he's now, he was Chief O'Brien in this episode. He he had a really funny line there when he's beaming Commander Riker off. To yeah, the, uh, he had a, like a really snarky show. like little like good luck. Yeah, he's like he's like well he's like are you are you scared Commander Riker and he's like no you should be. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. O'Brien's great. Can we just say that? Yeah, O'Brien, O'Brien is, great. is one of the you know. I'm so glad that he he got spun off into into a major part on Deep Space Nine. He's it's just. One of those guys that you always look forward to. You weren't you weren't a part of the discussion, but on the previous episode, uh, which was uh, unnatural selection, uh, where the you know Dr. Pulaski's aging and O'Brien's actually f- pretty uh, 
um, key in developing um, the method to which they cure. Right, Dr. The, on the transporter, so, yes. So, yeah, it was a great moment for him, too. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... Uh, Time to go give it our 1 to 10 rating here. You go first, Doctor. This is a uh, 5. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to give this episode a 7. A seven? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I got to give it a seven. It's, it was it was more delightful than I thought it was going to be. Um, wow. My memory of it was not as good, so maybe that helped to raise the score a little bit because I was a lot more into it this time around. So, yeah. All right. It, you seem upset. Let's, let's downgrade to 6.5. How do you feel? <laughs> no, you're ra- I don't want to influence your ratings. Your ratings are your ratings. You stand by them. I think this okay. is a, a straight middle of the road adventure. Um, I mean, it's entertaining because obviously, you know, Jonathan, uh, you know, we, we none of us mentioned what a great job Jonathan Frakes did, or maybe you did. Yeah, it's true. Uh, no, no, actually, we didn't actually call him out. Uh, he was fantastic, super, super fantastic. And he really hasn't had a, a spotlight episode in a good while. Um, I can't remember the last time it was really focused. It starts next generation had really focused on Riker uh, as a character, and this episode does a great job of it. And you see his uh, his mixture of 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 charm, charisma, uh, street smarts, uh, just and you know, uh, just sheer strength. I mean, he's knocking Klingons out at one point, right? Riker's uh, style of command is just really great and very. Uh, I think Picard mentions this in a, a much earlier episode where he, it's a it's a more of a casual, and informal, <laughs> like Starfleet boy, <laughs> like Starfleet boy. It's a it's not a, he's not very formal. He's not he's not stuck on formality. I should no. say, although although no. he does appreciate you know respect. Um, but Riker's a more, you know, a more collaborative and, and less, uh, you know, kind of domineering uh, leader. And I think it's wonderful to see him in command also. Like when he's in command of the ship, you, he's definitely stern when he needs to be, you know. And it's like at risk of everything because uh, the Klingon crew could have been like, you just like, create this is mutiny. We're going to kill you now, <laughs> you know. But they, right, they right. chose to follow him. So it was a right. really good that was really good. You're right. And so, it was pretty clever right. what he did, you know, getting the, the Klingon, the, the Klingon uh, commander beamed aboard this, you know, the far superior Starfleet vessel. And I mean, it was it was cool. I mean, he's smart. I, I don't think he gets as much credit as as he should as a character. I think Riker, um, um, you know, he's he's got sort of a, a proto Kirk thing going on there. But yeah. uh, he often gets overshadowed by uh, by other characters and um, like Captain Picard. Which well, like Captain Picard, naturally. But then also, <laughs> you know, I mean, you think about it. You know, Riker's second in command, but how much of the of the show is, ends up being about the third in command, which is Data? You know, which is easy to. I mean, you know, Data is a very interesting character. He's probably a more interesting character. And Picard, I mean, Patrick Stewart is just, just a, a dynamo of an actor, which we'll see in the next episode. Oh, my which gosh. Which is just okay. like a freaking... <laughs> Hold like, your horses. Yeah. Hold you your know. horses. We're going there next. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a fucking performance that is. My God. <laughs> you know. All right. So I say uh, 
I'm gonna go ahead and hold it at my seven, and you're gonna hold it at your five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Five point five. Can we get a five point five out of you, Doctor? No. No. <laughs> All right. Well, we're holding at five. Live long and prosper. And prosper, and we'll see you next time. Oh.